The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? I'm Gammy, and this is Positively Gam. I'm really excited today because today's episode, I have two of my really good friends, Wendy Gordon and Sybil Imani. They were both on the show last season. We talked about retirement and then unretiring. Today, we're going to talk about getting real and the different struggles that we are having with getting older. <laughs> Wendy and Sybil have been my friends for years. Wendy and I met years ago when we were both managers at Kaiser Permanente. And then Sybil and I have been friends for decades. We are all struggling a little bit, I think. And I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I am really trying to embrace aging. But do you guys feel like you're embracing it or that the transition is just really difficult for you. What what about you, Wendy? The transition is definitely difficult for me because I don't, when I hear that number, it's hard for me to comprehend that I'm, I've been on this earth for six decades. So I've had a hard time accepting that fact and recognizing what that really means. So yes, I am having some trouble with embracing it. I'm trying to change my attitude about it because I don't, there are ways that I don't feel 60. But on the other hand, <laughs> I do feel 60 because, you know, I'm, I'm feeling it physically. You know, I, I had struggles with menopause, which I 
pretty much gotten that taken care of now. I feel a lot better about that. But my memory, you know, just different things that are occurring that did not occur a decade ago. Yeah. What about you, Symbol? Yeah, Adrian. First, thank you for inviting us back to Positively Gam. (laughs) And yes, I am struggling with that inner self, that inner child, that youthful spirit that I have. And then recognizing that my presentation is 64. Is 64. And what does that mean? How do I bridge that energy that I think I have that's in my brain? Okay, because it is in my brain. And when I try to put things in gear, I'm finding that I can't do all the things that I used to do in the way that I used to do them. And then you talked about menopause. You know, I experienced menopause early. And so the residual effects for me is that weight gain around the middle. Oh, God. (laughs) God. Did I hit a nerve? You you absolutely hit a nerve because let me tell you what it's it's been like for me, too. Because people and people, I know I'm going to get some feedback on this. I know. I know. But it's not fair. It's not fair because this is what happened. Jada put out that. That photo of me coming out of the water, that was five years ago, guys. I was 63 at the time. I am 68. And, you know, I don't look like that anymore. And that's all people remember. That's all people see. And I've been held to this standard of having these fantastic abs. And that's great. And I did. And I still have them. (laughs) underneath this little layer of fat now okay and the thing is I actually am not mad that I have gained a little bit of weight because it gives me a little hip you know and it gives me a little bit more curve but that that flat ab that I've always wanted and always loved is eluding me now it is elusive And the only way to get it, because you can't lose weight. You can't lose weight in just your abs. There's no such thing. So if I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to lose weight everywhere. And then I'm going to lose that roundness in my hips that now I happen to enjoy. But I have to tell you that I had this conversation with Rodney the other night because I was complaining about the same thing. I cannot lose this, you know, this weight around my middle. And he was like, Adrian. You are 68 years old and it's okay. Yes. Yes. It's okay. What makes you think that you have to be the poster woman mm-hmm. of fitness for mm-hmm. 60 and over? Nobody nobody gave you that <laughs> charge except for you. Yeah. You've given yourself right. that charge. Right. And right. Said, and there's go. nothing wrong with giving yourself I don't think there's anything wrong with giving yourself a charge or picturing yourself in a certain way. And it is so individual and individualized. When I listen to you, Adrian, I'm saying to myself, okay, flat abs. I don't know that I have experienced that since I was in my twenties to be really, you know, to be really honest. Right. So what first world problems, right? I can't, when I look at you, 
And I know we're not supposed to compare ourselves and I'm not comparing myself, but when I hear that's your issue and then I think about what my issue is, I'm like, that may never, that will never happen. It's just, you know, I started going back to the gym and my trainer just really this month. And I woke up this morning and got on the scale and it was up by two pounds. And when I tell you that that threw me for a loop and I felt so defeated because as I've aged, it's harder to get the pounds off, period. It's just harder between menopause. I started menopausal symptoms at 48 and just kind of wrapped that up, you know, with my doctor at 60, right? Just this summer. Okay. So for 12 years, I was deprived of a lot of things, okay? I was not in a good place uh, mentally or physically, you know, in terms of what menopause does. And so now I'm trying to get back. I had lost a lot of weight and then I actually put 20 pounds back on. I'm like, who, how does that happen? It's not like I'm engorging myself, you know? So that has been discouraging. And then waking up this morning, and dealing with that, it was very difficult for me to get in my car and drive to that gym and work out because it's not easy for me. It's not, I find it to be very difficult. See, you're in a routine that you've been in ever since I've known you, which I've admired and haven't been able to master. So I'm dealing with that also. Yeah. And actually for me now, I, I am not in that routine anymore because I have this issue with my hip. So I have not been in the gym like I have previously been all year, you know, but I have, you know, arthritis in my hip. That's really bad. And I'm actually considering getting a hip replacement. And so it is really difficult for me now to, you know, I can't work out the way I'm used to working out. And it really... Working out was a big part of my life. I actually enjoyed it. I know most people don't, but it was a really big part of my life and I really enjoyed it. So like dealing with that is struggling, y'all. I'm I'm so struggling and I'm not happy. Right. These are things that we grieve, right? When our body works against us because I have arthritis in my knee and I have to get cortisone shots now. And when I go in, I'm telling the trainer, listen, I can't be jumping off of boxes and all of this kind of stuff and running on treadmills. I cannot do that anymore. And you grieve it. You really do. It's wow. Like I'm not moving the way I used to. And that's reality. And when you're around a lot of young people that are vibrant, like um, Sybil was saying, you feel it, you want to do it, but the body says, "Uh, I don't think so. Exactly. And I have a difficult time saying no. Because I'm used to doing it and I think that I still should be able to do it and I end up injuring myself. What about you, Sybil? Well, you know, one of the things that I believe is that I'm still in this transitional period of accepting the fact that physically aging and while things may not actually appear the way I would like them to, some of it is workable. Some of the some of it I can work on. I I, too, just scheduled a trainer for when I make it back to Baltimore, okay, to get some things in shape, quote, unquote. However, one of the things that I have begun to practice is 
exercises in loving my body and looking at it as it is because those changes that have come, all of that extra padding Mm -hmm. can be beautiful. If I see it that way, it goes back to that old saying, beauty is in the eyes of the beholder because the body image thing as we age, especially if you still have that youthful spirit, you're not settled, you're not just complacent, you know, can really create a conflict. So I look at, you know, all these curves and and I look at uh, famous art and nude art. And, you know, back then those ladies had curves and they were beautiful. So I'm beautiful, too, just like I am. You know, it comes down to a level of self-acceptance for me, you know, because the other thing is I don't want to get and this is just me. I don't want to get caught up into changing my body for somebody else because Mm. 64 is 64 all day long it can be cute it can be pretty but it's still going to be 64 and as Rodney said some of that comes with that maturing that takes place physically you know that's one of the things that I really work on okay anything that changes is a plus but as it is today I'm going to love it as it is today. You know, that's one of the things that I look at with aging. See, that's why you're my sponsor. Oh, <laughs> go, girl. I needed, to, I needed to hear that because I, I'm not, I, I haven't been feeling very positive about all right. of this. So positively thank you for sharing that. Uh, no, right? positively cam. Absolutely. <laughs> positively complaining ass cam. <laughs> right. But you know, that is a good, that's a healthy attitude to have to embrace where we are. And, and for the most part, embracing, you know, like recognizing that, okay, I'm starting from here, right? So I am really, I have no choice but to embrace where I am. You know, I have a picture in my mind of where I would like to be. The main thing for me is to just try to remain as healthy as I possibly can and get myself into a healthy routine, which is what I struggle with, is the routine of it all. So I appreciate your perspective on that because we can learn a lot from just self-acceptance, right? With the realities of what is, (laughs) because that's not going to change. What about technology? You guys having any issues when it comes to all this technology? Actually, that's one of the reasons why Of course, you know, I had the opportunity with Red Table Talk and I retired because of that. But I was already on my way out the door because at the hospital, all of that computer, I just, you know, I was not full time. And it just seemed every time I came back to work, there was a new form to fill out on the computer for the patient assessments. And it just technologically, it was just becoming overwhelming for me. I couldn't keep up. I was spending more time trying to chart on a goddamn computer than I was actually giving patient care. And that was problematic for me. I didn't feel like a nurse anymore. Got it. Everything is computerized. Everything is computerized. I'm like, where is my hands-on nursing care? I'm too busy worrying about getting all this stuff recorded. My memory can't remember (laughs) shit. I can't remember stuff. Like, what is happening? Somebody else has got to be having some challenges with memory. Most definitely. Most definitely. Having trouble with memory, putting my phone down, and then looking all over for it. 
I lost some money the other night, about two weeks ago, I lost an envelope full of cash that I never carry, but I had to get some out, you know, to tip people at the hair salon and all this stuff, right? So I go in my room to get the cash to put in my purse to go to the nail salon. I go to the nail salon, I get everything done. And when I go to tip her, there's no money in my, <laughs> my purse. So I said, okay, I left it home. I come home, I can't find the money. I'm all over the place looking for this money, looking for this money. I spiral, I'm, I'm spiraling all the way down. My husband is trying to help me trace your step. I'm tracing my step. I know. <laughs> so finally, that night, probably I was going to bed. It was a Friday night and I was going to bed maybe at almost midnight. I go in my closet to get, you know, my pajamas. And there's the money sitting on a shelf in my closet, like right there. Hey, and I'm like, what happened? So then I thought about it. I said, yes, I did come in my room to get the money out of the drawer, but I went in the closet to get my flip-flops to go to the, to the sal salon. Yeah, because you were getting and, a pedicure. And sat the money on the shelf and completely forgot that step. But it, it took me out. And I started thinking about my great-grandmother, who back then they called it senility. Yes, <laughs> right. Yes. It wasn't, we didn't have Alzheimer's and dementia. Yes. And I'm saying, oh, they, it skips a generation. So that really means that my mother should have it. But she's fine. She's 82. So maybe now I'm going to be, this is the early onset of dementia. I know. Oh, I wow. worry about that, too. Yeah. I worry yeah. about yeah. that, too. Yes. But I do, too. It's a real thing. I it's do, too. It's a real too. thing. I watched my mother live with fear of Alzheimer's and dementia because it ran through her siblings. Mm -hmm. And it, at times I find myself experiencing that same fear. But the thing with me is I'm an analyst by trade. And so a lot of times that's the window that I see things through. You talked about technology mm -hmm. and being overwhelmed. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm just blessed to have three young people that I can pick up the phone and call them and ask, you know, how do I do this? I, no, you can't tell me. You have to come show me because I can't do it. You know, I didn't even get an iPhone until one went to college and said, you need to get an iPhone because that's the reception that we have here. And technology is very overwhelming. Mm -hmm. But also remember that with, you know, advances in technology, we are all on information overload. Yeah. We are on information overload. So when I'm on the phone and I'm looking for my phone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I got to give myself a pass. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. Because there are a million other things going on. At the same time that I'm looking for the phone, the same with you looking for that envelope. Your mind was going a million miles a minute. Yes, I find myself forgetting things that I would not normally forget. Yeah. Or yeah. second guessing. Did I lock the door? Mm -hmm. You know, did I flush the toilet? Mm -hmm. You know, those kinds of things, you know, yeah. that are automatic. But because we're, you know, working with so much information, we may not focus on those little things, you know. And technology 
technology adds to that. How much time do you spend scrolling? <laughs> too much, probably too much. Cause that's easy. Cause that's what it is. It's scrolling, right? You don't have to think about anything. I have struggled with technology since technology existed. Really. I can learn a system to do my work, but I live with a technology husband. So he is way ahead of everything. So as soon as I learn how to work the television or how to, you know, set my phone to play my music, he's moved on. So I have to ask him, I depend on him for everything. And I own my own business now, which everything is done in the computer and I'm still antiquated with things. I'm not even using the technology in my system that I use for note-taking and you know, for sending clients information and getting information back because it's too overwhelming. So I'm still writing things (laughs) down, sending emails. Someone sent me, I sent my clients some paperwork and then they wrote back saying, well, can I send this back using DocuSign? So I'm like, I've heard of that. But I said, look, as long as I can print it, as long as I can print it, And, you know, you can send it however you want to. But I was like, what is that? And am I going to be able to use it? Yes, technology has not been my friend from the very beginning. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So... How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. 
A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so you guys have not moved out of the area. Right. Right. I've had two moves in my adult years. I've moved from Baltimore to Las Vegas, back to Baltimore, and now I'm in California. Have you guys had any difficulties or experienced even the need to make new friends and develop new relationships because I find that a bit challenging and I don't know whether that has anything to do with aging but well I think that I don't know as I'm aging yeah it's a little bit more challenging to build new relationships Mm -hmm. based on authenticity you know people not I'm talking about going beyond the superficial, the surface type relationships. I'm finding that a little bit more challenging. And I think it's because I'm looking at the clock. I'm looking at the, the true friendships that I have that evolved over years, over experiences. And so when I meet new people, it's like we really, if we don't click right away, it's a wrap. Because we, we don't have to, we don't have that much time. Yeah. You know, because, yeah, I'm looking at the clock. You know, I'm looking at the clock and I'm looking at the, the change in interest. You know, the things that I'm interested in doing. You know, and so that requires me to acclimate to a whole new group of people yeah. in some instances. And it's a little challenging because as we age, we are more guarded. Yeah. There are more layers. Yeah. You know, to get to that real person. And I'm like a quick, fast person. And so a lot of people get kicked to the side with me because I just don't think I have the time for that. Yeah. You know? What about you, Wendy? 
Well, I think, I, I don't know that really has anything to do with age, honestly. I think that it has to, a lot to do with personality. I have never really had trouble, you know, meeting people, but I've not had an interest in making a lot of new friends, as, as, as uh, Sybil said. You know, like, even when you and I met Adrian, you know, we were both adults and we clicked. For whatever reason, we clicked. I think that has to do with authenticity. You know, at the time that we met, I was pregnant and Jada was pregnant. And I think, you know, we talked on the phone or whatever. And then we actually met in person because we weren't at the same center and something just clicked. And I think that happens sometimes, but not very often. When you think about how old you are now, right? Do you really have a need to meet new people? Now you've moved and I would think, you know, yes, that does have something to do with it. So you would meet people doing the things that you love. You love to dance. You like to go to the gym. So you might meet some people there, but are they really friends? Are they acquaintances? You know, I think that's a whole different conversation to have about how that whole thing works. You have your family. So your cup is being filled by the people who are already in your life. You have to just assess whether or not you have a need to meet new people to become really close to. So I'm not sure that has a lot to do with age or just where you are in your station in life, you know, and how you define fulfillment, you know, in your relationships. I'm looking more at the quality of my relationships versus the quantity at this point. And if I ever do leave Maryland and go and, you know, move somewhere else to retire, I'm not sure that it would be of a lot of interest to me as long as I have, you know, my family, you know, that I connect with on a constant basis and the friendships that I choose to maintain. Because I feel like almost like we've talked a lot of, it's all been like downhill. <laughs> Every, we've, we're, we're making it sound like, like aging is awful. And it really isn't. It really isn't. So I, so I think we need to, to say some positive things. <laughs> well, there's for wisdom, the audience. right? There's wisdom. Yeah. There's wisdom there that wisdom. comes with age. There's a wisdom. A lot of wisdom. Mm -hmm. But I'm still having an awful lot of fun. I swear to God, with all my aches and pains, with all of my, you know, dis, you know, dissatisfaction that at the end of the day is temporary. If you think that I'm sitting around sweating about this little bit of extra fat around my belly, I absolutely am not. Okay. I absolutely not. Cause at the end of the day, it is what it is, yeah. you know, and I really am just really trying to focus on enjoying my life. Yes. Yes. Girl, that is really what I'm trying to do is enjoy my life. Right. I, I agree. I'm trying to do the same thing. And I am. I actually am enjoying my life. And that goes back to the quality of my relationships, you know, where I am in my marriage, you know, like my grandson in love. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm in love with him. <laughs> I mean. And you were so stressed about them moving to Atlanta, Wendy, and it has worked out totally yes. fine. Totally Absolutely. fine. Absolutely. It gives me somewhere to go. Yeah. And they're probably thriving weekend. there. Yes, they are. They're thriving yeah. there very well. 
we have a place to go and we love it when they come home. They were just here this past weekend. And I'm surrounded by a really great group of young people that this generation, Gen X or uh, millennials, they are doing things, Gen Z, whatever alphabet it is, but you know, they are embracing life in a different way. And I learn a lot from the people that are around me. And that keeps my energy going because it's like, yeah, I'm trying to keep up. I'm trying to keep up. And my niece told me, she said, look, when I, I had a 60th birthday party and was dancing and carrying on like I was 20. I know, and I she missed said, it. Yeah, I that's was gonna so hit sad. different. I had to that's work. Different. It's different, so doesn't sad. it? Yeah, it does hit different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm still yeah. trying. I'm yeah. still trying. Exactly. What about you, Sybil? Well, you know, I am loving, loving, loving this aging process. Wendy, I love that you talked about family and being surrounded by family uh, and close friends. And I'm very close with my children. I have seven grandchildren and one on the way. That is why I am in California (laughs) right now. Okay. To continue bonding with one of my grandkids, the only one actually that is not growing up with me. And, you know, in the same city. In the same city. Yeah, not growing up with me in the same city. And I love that, yes, I'm able to impart some wisdom, but you talked about those younger people. And when I tell you, I am learning more and more from my daughters every day on how Mm -hmm. to change my perspective, on how to recognize at the end of the day that is not even worth your energy, you know? And I am just loving my life right now. You know, I've aged. I've retired from a career. I have a little thing on the side that I do when I want, Mm -hmm. however many hours that I want. You know, I'm able to be valued, You know, there is a lot that comes with aging that is positive. You know, I don't know. I'm happy. I'm happy. I wake up every day and the sun is shining. I don't care. It's shining in me. I don't care what's going on out there. You know, and every day is an opportunity to reset. You know, whatever happened yesterday, that's gone. You know, I'm blessed to still be here. You know, Mm -hmm. and to be 64 because, you know, at 60, 64, and 68, look around. Mm -hmm. Look to your right and to your left. We sure are good. Absolutely. Because people don't even believe it when you actually tell people your age. Really? Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) And as long as they keep saying that, I'm good. That's right. I'm good. I love it. I love that. I love that. At the end of the day, regardless of all the obstacles and minor struggles we may be having, there's more joy in aging than anything. And I, whatever is going on, I'm glad that I have you ladies to share and talk with. I want to leave you with a thought. I always look at my Facebook memories, you know, things that people write or things that I've written. And, I, and in March 23rd, 2010, I don't even know where I got this, but I copied it. And it says, there are four things that you cannot recover in life. The stone after it's thrown, the word after it's said, the occasion after it's missed, and the time after it's gone. So we're blessed with time, right? We're still here, vibrant. Yes, we have our challenges, 
but happy to be here and blessed with an abundant life, right? I think we can all say that we are living a vibrant and abundant life. And I'm very grateful for that. I'm very grateful for that. I'm glad to still be standing here at this time in our lives. Absolutely. Thank you for that, Wendy. That was a good one. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together. We'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. 
Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so we're going to end with the segment, Wouldn't You Like to Know? Before you go, Wendy and Sybil, I have a couple of questions. Oh, boy. We're going to start with you, Sybil. Okay. What book are you currently reading? I am reading The 1619 Project by Nicole Hannah-Jones. And it is about the presence of the African-American here on the American soil and how what we've been taught is not how it was is is a little suspect right yes yes it's very heavy because i'm reading it too Mm -hmm. it's it's not an easy read but it is such an important read and so we would definitely recommend it for everyone yes to pick it up and not just black americans not just black americans it's very eye-opening yeah Okay, what is one thing you want to get off your chest? One thing that I want to get off my chest is that I want to continue to love my body until I don't and not feed into the trend of surgery. Mm. Okay, that's a good one. Okay, Mm. what's a motto that you live by? A motto that I live by that I renew every day is Love heals all. Okay, I like that. I like that. Okay, Wendy, your turn. What are you reading right now? Well, I would be lying if I said that I was actively reading a book because I don't find the time to stick with it because of what I'm doing for my work. Do you do audiobooks? No, I don't. Well, see, most of the time I'm online with people on Zoom all day long. So that that puts me on overload. So after that, I really don't want to hear anything else. And I don't have, if I start reading, I'll fall asleep. Seriously. But what I am reading is, it's like a, like a devotional and it's called Focus. And it's by Claire Cherry Reeves. And it's how one word a week will transform your life. So the whole premise of this is to focus on one word a week. So it could be anything, kindness, position, determination, and it just gives you some things to think about. So this started with the women's ministry at my church. So that's what I commit myself to, you know, just in terms of reading. I would like to read more. But I really find it difficult to get it in. Most of the time when I'm reading, oh, I'm on the plane or yes. something like that. Mm-hmm. It's the same for me. I do most of yeah. my reading on the plane. I don't have, I don't know how, well, I don't have time to just sit down and read and be, and it, I will fall asleep. But I do, 
I read on the plane. I read when I take vacation. And I'm on the plane all the time, by the way. I'm flying all the time. Or, and I love listening to audiobooks. But when I'm really trying to learn something, then I have to read it. What is one thing you want to get off your chest? I am such a stickler for customer service. Okay. And the lack of customer service that continues to exist is very irritating for me. So I praise people when I get the service that is expected. And I'm just finding that it's almost a lost art for people. And I think we need to pay attention to that because we are consumers and there's a human aspect of interaction. I know technology, you know, has taken over and all these things, but people I find just don't have patience. They don't have what it takes to just serve others. So that's just, it's just something that's a source of irritation for me. And I wish I could teach classes on it because it's necessary. It's still very necessary. And every now and then when you get a person that is cognizant of it and gives you this, it's just very refreshing. Yeah. So that now that's a whole conversation, actually. It is. That's a whole conversation because really I is. think people, you know, kids now, this gener this new generation, they're growing up with all this yes. technology and yes. they don't even know how to communicate. Yeah. Like, no. They don't know how to, yeah, yeah, they don't know how to engage mm -hmm. and communicate, mm -hmm. you know. Exactly. In real and time. And it shows. So, yes. Yeah. All right. What's a motto you live by? The journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. Yes. That's a motto that I live by. Yes. Can't get anywhere unless you take the first step. Exactly. You know what? It has been a joy. You guys have really filled me up and given me so much today. I love both of you so much. Thank we you for joining. You. And we love you. And we love oh. you. Thank you for even, uh, I didn't say it at the beginning as Sybil said, but thank you for inviting me again. Absolutely. This has been fun. Absolutely. We'll have to hook up and have lunch when the next time I come to Baltimore, Wendy. We haven't that seen would be one another in a very minute. nice, Adrian. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, where's my sign on? I don't even know. Okay. And that's it for our show this week of Positively Gam. You can follow me online at Gammy Norris. Also, help us out by leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and by hitting the follow button on iHeartRadio. Stay grateful, y'all. Thank you, Wendy. Bye, Wendy. You're Good welcome. seeing you. Okay. Positively Gam is produced by Red Table Talk Podcast and iHeartRadio. Executive producers are Adrian Banfield Norris, Valen Jethro, and Jada Pinkett Smith. Our audio engineer is Calvin Bailiff. And our associate producer is Irene Bischoffberger. Our theme song is produced by D Beats. Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, 
iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks Scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly 10 million dollars was all gone It's just unbelievable Hide your money in your old rich man Because <laughs> she is on the prowl Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.